When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Yes, hello and welcome to another week of Off the Bench. Rob Beaver and Paul Hazelby with you on your Saturday morning. Hope you're well and enjoying the sunshine that has been coming our way across the beautiful state of Western Australia. Good morning, Hayes. Good morning, Beaver. I'm a bit lost this weekend. We've had so much footy played every night of the week and then we've had to go a whole week without any footy. We've got another whole week before we embark on a big final series. What is the AFL doing here? I don't know. The footy festivals, they were so successful. Mm. We loved them. I know a lot of other people love them, but it did make it difficult to go forward next year because if we have crowds, it really limits the ability of our regional folk to come up into the city and get access to these games. So unless they're going to take it to more regional areas when they do these games midweek, which I can't imagine they would due to the uh, extra travel, particularly if there's interstate teams involved, uh, I think it might be the end of it, Hayes, but it was fun while it lasted. Well, what about this idea? We go to 25 games next year. We make up for some of the lost games mm-hmm. this year. We still have the regular 22, 11 at home on your weekends, 11 away, but then we condense. For about a month, we make up those three extra games. The season still runs the same length, but we go hard for that maybe yep. month of football, the footy festival. Quarters will probably go back out to 18 minutes, I would think, next year. Maybe back to 20. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts and the fans on that, but I think that can work going forward. Oh, it's an option. I don't know how the players would respond to that and whether or not it would be a a hub-type system, particularly if you're going interstate or if you'd be flying in and flying out and doing things. It all depends on essentially what happens with border control, but uh, lots of questions still yet to be answered for next year. Well, I think the players would love it, particularly if it means full paychecks for them next year, (laughs) because if they make up the money, extra games, Channel 7, Foxtel pay more, that's better for them. And we know the AFL players love their money. Oh, money talks, doesn't it? It absolutely does. It's time now to get into the dig the dig dial before you dig the essential first step yes don't dig yourself into a whole lodge of free dial before you dig inquiry i'm going to start off Hayes, because uh, we spoke about this on the program last week my partner annette had a netball grand final last saturday i said Hayes, as the ex-elite athlete and uh, the man who's coached a team what's what's your advice here what do you remember what you you said the advice was Catch the ball good? Yeah, something like that. I think it was to be clean. I think it was the team who was clean uh, is the one that wins now. Down at the Fremantle Netball Association, it was blowing a gale. It was forecast for hail and thunderstorms. Uh, outdoor courts, none of this indoor courts. And Hayes, I am pleased to say that despite your horrible advice, they won. They won. They won. Because they were cleanest. Yeah, probably not, actually. So they were talking about my motivation? There's a lot of wind. There's a lot of things going on down there. But uh, passes going astray, passes getting dropped. But they won. 
So dig at you for your absolute craptastic advice, but uh, it worked in the end, so I suppose I should thank you. Thank you, Paul. No worries, Beaver. I'm going to have a dig at the All-Australian selectors. We had it named throughout the week. Shepard, Andrews, Luke Ryan, Nick Haynes, Darcy Moore, Darcy Byrne-Jones, Jack McRae, Travis Boat, Cam Guthrie, Pat Dangerfield, Charlie Dixon, Marcus Bontempelli, Liam Ryan. Well done, Liam Ryan. Tom Hawkins, Dustin Martin. The Rucks were Nick Natanui, Christian Petrarca, Lockie Neal, and the interchange Jack Steele, Taylor Adams, Caleb Daniel, Max Gore. Now, is the wing gone out of our game? Because the two wingmen, Jack McRae, played on the wing 4% of the time, Beaver, and Cam Guthrie, 13% of the time. They were named in the wing positions. And then we have specialist half-forwards in our game. But what the All-Australian selectors have done, they've taken the easy option. We'll push the superstars that weren't good enough to go into the midfield, to get a midfield spot. We'll push them into the forward line. You've got Dangerfield, Bontempelli and also Dustin Martin taking up three of those forward positions. I don't like it, and Max Gorn should not have been in that team. They no. should have gone for somebody else. It's funny because th- this debate was happening during the week. Is it, They pick this team as if they're going to play a game, as if they want this team to run out on the weekend. How many teams play two specialist Ruckmans with no other tangible skills, either as a, a utility, a guy who can go forward at the scoreboard? There's not many teams, Hayes, and the fact that they put Max Gorn in there I don't know how many goals he kicked this year. Nick Nat, I understand if you're going to put Nick Nat in, given the the lack of game time he plays, he takes a lot of rests, then you probably need a capable backup Ruckman. But then that's where you get a guy like perhaps a Blitzards, a guy who's been playing in the Ruck, can also go back, can go forward, can do a few other things. Even a guy, I know he wasn't in the squad, I'm not saying he should have been in, but a guy like Oscar Allen, a guy who can affect the game in multiple facets, Max Gorn is not that guy. As much as he has been a dominant ruckman for the past few seasons, he wasn't good enough to get in on his merits this season. I don't like it at all. No argument from me, but uh, also a good performer this week. The rising star, Mm. Caleb Sarong. I got a chance to go one-on-one with Caleb Sarong. I won the award 20 years ago, would you believe? I'm getting old. You are old. Next, a special treat. I'm catching up with Caleb Sarong. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Our sports wrap, thanks to Auto One. If you really love cars, then Auto One is the one. A special treat, Paul Hazelby going one-on-one with Docker's Rising Star winner, Caleb Sarong. Hayes, it was 20 years ago that you took home the Rising Star. Fremantle's first, Caleb Sarong becomes the third to do so at the Fremantle Dockers. Take it away. Welcome, Caleb. How are you, mate? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? We're going well, mate. Uh, welcome to the club. It's a pretty special club down there at Fremantle. And uh, going forward, I think now that we've got three in the club, yourself, uh, me, and also Reese Palmer, we may have to catch up a bit. But how does it feel to be a part of the club? Yeah, no, nah, no, nah, great. It's um, Yeah, it's fantastic. It's Like I said today a few times, it's just humbling and um, a great honour, um, especially uh, alongside names like yourself and, um, Reese and then guys like Nick Rewald, Sam Walsh, um, Adam Goods, those kind of guys. It's a it's a great group and um, yeah, just just really humbled to be part of the group. Take us back to the end of last year, being drafted to Fremantle. Was it something you wanted to do? And how did you feel in the early days coming over here to Perth? Yeah, it was a um, it was a big change, that's for sure. I, um, to be honest, I was quite open to moving into state. I wasn't I wasn't really fussed um, either way whether it was Melbourne or into state. But um, I think I found out. I was a bit of a chance to go to Freo the night before the draft. And um, to be honest, I was just excited just to get the night kind of over and done with and just get stuck into work. So um, it was great to kind of um, have that night of the draft. It's a great night. And then kind of get over to Freo and never experienced Perth before. And um, 
as soon as I came over, I stepped off the plane. It was 35 degrees, and it kind of hit me pretty quick that um, it was going to be a pretty solid pre-season. So, um, but no, to be honest, I didn't really know much about Fremantle as a club, um, especially the last couple of years. I haven't watched too much of of the Dockers, and um, to kind of come over and see all the young guys, um, really exciting group. Like especially the guys like Andy and and Chez and stuff like that. Um, I've learned a lot from those guys, and they've kind of taken me under their wing, um, especially the off-field stuff. So yeah, I've loved every minute of it. The word early was you were dominating pre-season, but what took you so long uh, to round four to get in there? And since you came into the team, you made a big impact. But you did get some early opportunities, and did you take those, in your opinion? Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I think my, my stoppage craft um, wasn't too bad. It was more my, my spread from the contest and my ability to get out and um, work pretty hard on the outside, and that was kind of let me down at times earlier in the year. Um, I was kind of doing some decent stuff in the scratch matches inside, but it was more my outside game that I needed to work on. And um, I felt like the round one, that was the main reason I didn't get picked. And um, then kind of I had a bit of a chat with J.O. and over the shutdown period, my main kind of goal was to work on my fitness and, and get quicker. Um, so I think I came back a couple of kilos lighter and... Um, I was trying to, when I got back, I was running in quarantine with Andy Brayshaw and he's one of the fittest at the club and I was trying to keep up with him. So I felt like I showed a lot of improvement in that area and once I came back, I kind of, it was pretty tough midfield to crack into initially because Dave Mundy came back into that side as well. So um, it was pretty solid midfield and I couldn't really get my way in for the first couple of weeks, but I felt like it really helped me in good stead because I had to work really hard to get that first game and um, one of my goals was initially to debut and once I got in, I just didn't want to give up my spot. So... Um, I kind of ticked off both those goals this year, which was really pleasing. In this town, one of the big midfields was Dean Cox, Daniel Kerr, Ben Cousins, Chris Judd. You can throw in Andrew Embley and Chad Fletcher. But what about this young midfield? You you mentioned Brayshaw and Chera, but also Sean Darcy, who's building his game. Do you feel like in time you become one of the best midfields in the comp? I hope so. Um, you know, those those names are, are great names, and it was a great team and a great midfield, but. Um, I think what we what we just want to do is, especially over this pre-season, is just build. Um, we really want to get better, and I think um, having us all over here in Perth, um, especially for the next couple of months in the off-season, we're all going to train together, hopefully, and um, kind of get our work done together and uh, really improve and drive each other to be the best players we can be. So um, you see the kind of stuff that those three guys have done this year, all of them in the 22 under 22 side, and like I said, they're only 20, 21 years old. So... Um, Hopefully, hopefully it's exciting times ahead for the club, and I think it's not just the stuff they're doing on field, but it's the stuff they're doing off off field. The professionalism they show, the drive and character they have to get better. Um, I think it's going to really hold the club and themselves in good stead. So can't wait to see what we can do in the future. Caleb Sarong will stay with us here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Continuing, Paul Hazelby going one-on-one with Dockers Rising Star winner Caleb Sarong. Thanks to Auto One. If you want to speak to someone as passionate about cars as you are, Auto One is the one, Hayes. It was a pretty close count. No Anderson, 39 votes. Max King, 28. But in my opinion, what set you apart was your ability to play on the best players in the competition. What were they like? You played on Dangerfield, Adams, Cripps at times, and you beat most of them. What stood out? Did they give you any good banter? Um, the banter, there wasn't too much banter. Um, I think a few times I tried to check Danger's run, and he just told me that he'd have to wrestle me pretty quick if I didn't stop. Um <laughs> And so that was that was probably about it. But um, to be honest, all of them were all great. They were really tough to play on. Um, I kind of went in with a similar plan each week and 
Um, but it was kind of tailored differently depending on the player they were. Um, and I owe a lot to Kari, um, who kind of worked, talked me through uh, my plan, and I had a really clear plan and um, idea of what kind of player they were going into the game. So, um, yeah, to be honest, I've, I feel like that's really fast-tracked my development. I've learned a lot from playing on those guys, and um, hopefully that kind of, um, like I said, fast-tracks my development. I can get better quicker. He was one of the best in the business, Josh Carr, at tagging. What about in the future? Do you feel like next year when you come back that could be a similar role that you have to fulfil? I've been asked this a couple of times, actually. Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I, I haven't really spoken to um, Carr or JL about it, but I think for me, it's as long as it's working for the team, I'm happy to do whatever role um, needs to be done. And if that's to tag or to, to kind of run with at stoppages or whatever, I'm happy to do it. So... Um, Hopefully it kind of leads to just, I feel like I play my best footy when I'm when I'm kind of accountable at the stoppage and able to work off my opponent. So um, if that's the kind of role that, that kind of comes up, then great. But if, if I have to kind of go with a bit more run with, then fantastic, it's going to help the team. So I think for me, I just kind of want to work work this process and just get as, be, as good as I can in midfield craft, um, the spread, the running, all that kind of stuff, and see where it takes me next year. Dangerfield, Fife. Martin, they're all midfielders that go forward towards the back end of their career and they have a lot of impact. And what about your forward craft? I believe watching a few of your underage videos, you are a good contested mark. Obviously, when you get to the AFL, it's not as easy. They're a bit tall and the defenders are very, very good. But do you feel that's a part of your game that you can take to the next level in future seasons? I think so, yeah. I've played a lot of a lot of forward um, through my junior years, that kind of mid-forward role. And um, I feel like it's definitely something that I haven't really focused too much on this year. I've just trying to been been working as hard as I can in that midfield craft, and I've got so much to learn in that area. So um, I think initially it's just trying to perfect that one role and trying to get as good as I can in that midfield role. And then um, once I kind of work through that, then I can um, tick off a few of the forward crafts and just keep working on that. Because I think for me, I've one of my strengths is always kind of having those two strengths in my bow and uh, being able to go forward if I need. And, um, I feel like that's probably going to be good for the team as well if a few of us can go midfield forward and we can rotate around and flip a few players. So um, I think definitely that's something I'll be continuing to work on, watch a bit of vision or um, play a bit through the forward line. Um, but I think initially I just kind of want to perfect the, the midfield craft and being as the best midfielder I can be. It's been a massive first year for you. What's next? Do you get a chance to go away once you get out of quarantine to enjoy West Australia or do you look to go home to see family? No, I'm going to stay over here for a bit. Um, I think I think quarantine's kind of done a number on me this year. I've, um, this is my sixth week of quarantine, and um, if I go back to Victoria, I'll have to do another two weeks when I get back. So I think at this stage, I'm going to stick around here and train with a few of the boys and um, just enjoy WA. I think I'm going to go down south, down to Margaret River and Dunsborough and stuff for a, for a week just after the AFL Grand Final and um, just enjoy what that has to offer. And, yeah, just hang around Perth and train with the boys. I think it's a fair crew sticking around, so... Um, I think we're all excited to kind of get out and kind of hang out with each other and then getting stuck into training pretty quick. Caleb Sarong, welcome to the club and thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Caleb Sarong there, good enough to join us here on Off the Bench, going one-on-one with Paul Hayes. will be two rising stars from the Fremantle Dockers Football Club. Plenty more coming your way after this, including our waffle update. Thanks to Kia. Off the Bench with Paul Hazelby and Rob Beaver. Welcome back to Off the Bench. Rob Beaver, Paul Hazelby with you. Time for our waffle update. 
Thanks to Kia with Australia's best seven-year factory warranty. What results there were last week, Hayes. West Perth took down Perth. We both tipped that one. I had Claremont. You had South Fremantle. And Claremont got up and over the top, booked themselves a spot in the grand final. The Bulldogs now lost two on the trot. They're going to have to do it the hard way if they can come back and win the premiership for 2020. Absolutely wiped the floor with them, didn't they, Claremont? And there's some issues down there at South Fremantle. There are no certainties to get across the line this weekend against West Perth. Their form had been tapering. When you look at the game that they lost to Perth before that, they were down at three-quarter time by five goals to East Perth, who didn't play finals. They were lucky enough to kick eight goals in that last quarter. And then their performance on the weekend was very disappointing. Perth bow out, but we need to clap for Perth. First final series in 23 years. But it's a shame they should have got past West Perth because they were in front by nine points. They had the wind, and it was a big win too here in the metro area, but they couldn't get it done. So big game tomorrow. It's West Perth, South Fremantle. I think South Fremantle will just sneak in, but it wouldn't surprise me if West Perth did some damage. But Beef, we've also got the Waffle Team of the Year. We've been going through some of the Team of the Weeks for the Waffle players, because we need to recognise them. Let's go through it. Blake Willem, West Perth in the back line. Hayden Busher from Claremont. Michael Sinclair from Perth. Half back, Bailey Rogers, Claremont. Chad Pearson from South Fremantle. Matthew Taylor from Perth. The centre line, Jai Bolton from Claremont. Aaron Black from West Perth. And Jesse Turner from Swan Districts. The half forward line, Callan England. Tyler Keitel from West Perth. Hayden Sloyth, also the champion from South Fremantle. Full forward, this is a good line. Alec Waterman from Claremont, great season. Mason Shaw took out the Bernie Naylor medal with the most goals in the comp. Logan McDonald was on his heels the first year. Wonder kid from Perth. The Rucks, Corey Galt, terrific season from Swan Districts. Jackson Ramsey and Jake Florenka, another one from South Fremantle, who's been terrific all year. And the interchange is Shane Nelson, Lachlan Delahunty, Rowan Kerr and Sam Fisher. And they've also name some emergencies, Angus Scott, Jackson Merritt and Cameron Erdley, the unlucky players. Congratulations to everybody who made the Waffle Team of the Year. Now, prediction for the game? South Fremantle, 10 points. South Fremantle, mm. still backing them in. Yeah. You just said they've got issues. You just said they've lost two on the trot. You're still backing them in. Big heart. They've got big hearts. I'm, I'm going the Falcons. Is that, is that an upset? Technically, I suppose, given the way oh, that the, the season 30. finished. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm going to back in the Falcons. I, I love the job that Jeff Valentine's done since he got up there a couple of years ago. Uh, I think having the, the form running through to the end of the season and then obviously the win last week against Perth. South Fremantle, a much tougher opposition than Perth, it's worth noting. But I believe in the Falcons. I think it'll be a West Perth Claremont grand final in 2020, which would be a shame considering the location that the grand final will be played at, Hayes. Uh, that's all we've got time for on our Waffle Update. Thanks to Kia. It offers value you can trust in Australia's best seven-year warranty across the entire Kia range. Thanks for your time. Once again, we'll do it all again next week. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.